414 and Beyond Podcast. I am your host, Jason, a.k.a. Fire the Cannon, and we are brought to you by the Last Choice Network. We know you could go anywhere for gaming news, entertainment, sports news, but thanks for making us your choice, even if it was your last choice. So, welcome in, everybody. Uh, Going to bring you some information today about the Ohio State Buckeyes. We are now four games into the season, and it's been a pretty fun season, if you ask me. Um, really, if you ask anybody, right? It's been a fun season. Uh, Buckeyes are now, after four weeks, they are 4-0 um, after some very uh, convincing victories over the last couple weeks. So let's break it down. Let's Let's go game by game. Let's break it down. Uh, who's leading what, and uh, and go from there. So, all right, let's jump right into it. It felt like months and months and months and months and months was the wait uh, to get to that Notre Dame game. Number two Buckeyes versus the number five Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Uh, Mr. Marcus Freeman, James Laurinaitis, and all those guys coming to Columbus, and they wanted to kick the Buckeyes' butts, right? Massive fanfare. I'm sure all you guys watched it. You should have seen some of the names on the sidelines, right? And again, I'm sure everybody seen the videos, but, I mean, you had everybody from LeBron to, you know, Joe Burrow to, uh, oh, my God, who else was there? All the former players were there. I mean, it was just nuts. You even had NBA guys there wearing Buckeye jerseys that have no allegiance to Ohio State whatsoever. Just blew my mind. Jason Tatum for the Boston Celtics was wearing a Buckeye jersey. Um, I think What, he go to Duke, I think? I think he went to Duke. No, absolutely zero allegiance to Ohio State, and this man showed up wearing a Buckeye jersey. You can't get any better than that. Um, Buckeye started off, and it, it was, you know, I, I don't know. Of course, everybody wanted C.J., to go out there and sling the ball for 500 yards and eight touchdowns against Notre Dame. I knew there was no way that was going to happen against Notre Dame. Um, you know, Notre Dame's offense was just, I mean, in my opinion, putrid during that game. But their defense really played well. The difference for me is when Jackson Smith and Jigba went down and also Julian Fleming. Uh, they went down. It felt like the entire game was just tipped on its head at that point. And I know we got Marvin Harrison Jr. and, you know, Cade Stover and, you know, Travion Henderson and all these guys. I know we have those guys, but it just changes your entire game plan, right? It's just totally, it just, I don't know. It just seemed like it tipped it on its head, right? So uh, looking back at the game here, uh, looking at some stats, obviously the Buckeyes finished Notre Dame off 21 to 10. You know, we were all looking for 40, 50 points, you know, whatever. And I, I don't know. I told a few people before the game, I said, there is no way we blow them out that bad, right? I, I knew Marcus Freeman was not going to allow that to happen. So C.J. Stroud had a really good game. I mean, 24 for 34, 223 yards, uh, two touchdowns, no picks. I mean, to me, that that's a solid day against a really good defense. Travion Henderson, 15 yard, or I'm sorry, 15 carries, 91 yards, no pick, or I'm sorry, no TDs. 
Uh, Mayan Williams had 14 rushes for 84 yards and a touchdown. And then that was pretty much it for the run game. They had 172 yards on the ground, and that was it. So it was, uh, I mean, it was all, you know, it was all uh, CJ at this point. Uh, the receiving for that game, like I said, Jackson Smith and Jigma made two catches for three yards and then went down hurt with a bad hamstring. But Emeka Mbuka had nine receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown. Marvin Harrison Jr., five for 56. And Xavier Johnson, old man Xavier Johnson, had two for 34, but the all-important touchdown. That touchdown pretty much sealed the deal for Ohio State. So um, defense couldn't couldn't get any turnovers, uh, you know, mustered in that game. They'd have three sacks, but, you know, it was a – like I said, it, it – to me, it was a fairly uneventful game. I mean, we beat Notre Dame, so anytime you can beat Notre Dame anywhere, um, which we have, uh, you know, I don't know, what, three, four, five times in the last 15, 16 years. So um, I'm fine with that. Beat Notre Dame. Um, please. <laughs> uh, beat Notre Dame and move on to the next game. So, uh, again, 21-10 to 10 at home against a fairly decent Notre Dame team on the defensive side of the ball. Um and the Buckeyes drop from two to three after that week. Whatever, I you know at this point rank you know rankings don't matter, but um, they did drop from two to three, and Alabama moved up and took their spot. So Georgia number one. Um, it's fine, whatever, doesn't really matter. So going into the next week, we got Arkansas State, and Arkansas State. Um, I think most people thought that they were just going to go and, you know, put up 50, 60 points again. I know it's the same kind of thought we had against Notre Dame, but, um, you know, it was, uh, it was an interesting game from the, from the start. If you ask me, um, Buckeyes obviously won 45 to 12. A lot of people will go back and say, Oh my God, you allowed 12 points to Arkansas state. They allowed 12 points, but it was four field goals. So it's not like they're just, you know, burning down the field and scoring at will. I mean, I'll take four field goals. You know, it, you're not going to shut out everybody, right? We, I, I know this. I'm hoping a lot of other people know this too. So, yeah, you're not going to shut out everybody. 45-12, you know, it's fine. I'm happy with that. Arkansas State, um, they had this uh, 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 wide receiver, I believe, from – who did he transfer from? I think he transferred from – Oregon State, maybe uh, Champ Flemings. He's a senior. Um, he had a really good game. I mean, he I think he had ten receptions for over hundred yards or something like that. So he was pretty much their entire offense at that point. Uh, rushing, I know. I think they had fifty three yards on the ground, but I mean, they had a whole slew of guys that were running the ball, and nobody had over twenty yards. So good for the Buckeye defense. They needed to clamp down. They clamped down against Notre Dame too. Notre Dame's offense is just not good at all. But um, as we've seen in this week, Notre Dame was actually upset by um, Marshall, uh, which is terrible. Terrible loss for Notre Dame. Uh, doesn't really. I, I don't. I don't subscribe to the fact that it makes us look bad. Some people will, but I don't do that. Win is a win, if you ask me. Uh, C.J. Stroud, 16 for 24, 351 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, basically flawless. Uh, Kyle McCord actually came in, threw four passes, completed three for 19. So he got some he got some time out there, which is good. Travion Henderson, 10 rushes, 87 yards, and two touchdowns. That was pretty much the extent of the rush game. 
Uh, Mayan Williams had 46, and Mecca and Buka took a jet sweep for 27, which I always loved. I wish they would bring those back. Those were prevalent under Urban. Um, yeah, so 168 yards on the ground for Buckeyes. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. had his – I would say he probably had his coming out party this game. I, I, I'm, a lot of people will point back to the uh, Rose Bowl, but I'm going to go Marvin Harrison Jr. had his breakout game against uh, Arkansas State. The man had – Seven receptions, 184 yards, and three touchdowns. And then um, Emeka Mbuka had 118 yards and a touchdown. And then a couple other guys had some had some receptions. Uh, Kate Stover, Xavier Johnson. So not not bad. Uh, 370 yards total. Um, you know, in the air. So uh, Buckeye defense again didn't have any. I, I don't think they first any turnovers here, but they did have a couple sacks. So that's that's always good. You want to see those guys getting uh, getting involved there. Uh, after the win of Arkansas State, Buckeyes remained at three. Okay, fine, whatever. Um, this even after Alabama um, nearly probably should have lost to um, you know Texas down in Texas. So um, it's a shame. They should have probably lost. So the next week. We got Toledo that comes in to the Ohio Stadium. I actually went to this game. This game was nuts uh, from the very start. I mean, we knew we knew the Buckeyes were going to win. We wanted to blow out against Arkansas State. We wanted to blow out against Toledo, or, um, Notre Dame. But the blowout came against Toledo. Uh, the Buckeyes jumped out really early to a uh, uh, to a big lead and really never looked back. Buckeyes win 77 to 21, 77 to 21. Just insane. Uh, when I, when, anytime I see points 60 plus, it just, it just makes me wonder what's going through the heads of the, uh, the kids on the other sideline. But, uh, their quarterback Finn, 10 for 19, 153 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. He did burn our, he did get behind, you know, a couple of their, a couple of their receivers got behind our defense and, and he made him pay. Uh, he was actually leading rusher too, seven for seventy. Uh, a little squirrely kid running around back there. He he can definitely make you pay with his legs. I think it was good for the Buckeyes to see something like that so early. There is a few games coming up here in the not too distant future where they're going to see those guys anyway. Those types of quarterbacks, so they're going to need to uh, they're going to they're going to need to get that together. Uh, but yeah, so. I believe he had a he had a I think I believe he accounted for all three touchdowns. He had two touchdowns passing, one touchdown um, on the ground. But for Ohio State, CJ went twenty two for twenty seven for three sixty seven and five touchdowns, no picks, uh, nearly perfect. Kyle McCord came in in the fourth, maybe it was even the third, uh, threw for one hundred fifteen yards in a in a TD. So uh, he was nearly perfect as well. Um, the run game. We had Henderson only took four rushes for 19 yards. I believe he went down with a minor injury, uh, energy, minor injury, and uh, he left. And you know, there's no point in running him out there to get hurt. Uh, Mayan Williams had 77 yards on the ground. I believe he came out pretty early too. But really, the story of the day was was uh, Dallin Hayden, uh, freshman out of Memphis. I believe he's a walk on. I don't think he's a scholarship uh, running back. But this kid had 17 carries for 108 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he just was he, – he was running his butt off. And then T.C. Caffey, I, I had never heard of him until this time. Uh, he came in. He's a, he's a freshman from Hubbard, Ohio. I believe, again, he's a walk-on. He had never um, 
you know, obviously getting some getting some PT here. He'd never really played, but he had uh, 57 yards. One of those uh, carries, he basically just ran into the. I think it was a 49 or 50 yard run. He basically ran into a pile, and then next thing you know, he squirts out and he's gone, gone. Can't catch him. He 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 bulldozed a few guys at the very end, but uh, he yeah, that was that. There was probably about. 35,000 people left in the stadium at that point, and it was deafening so loud when he when he busted out of there and and finally scored. So props to T.C. Caffey and Dallin Hayden for having some games. Uh, those young men deserve it, and hopefully they can uh, keep that keep that going. Uh, in the receiving game, three guys three guys went over 100 yards. Emeka Mbuka, 116 yards and a touchdown. Um, uh, Jaden Ballard. He had 113 yards and a touchdown. I believe Jaden came in maybe later in the game. Maybe maybe he was in there the the, the whole time. But and then um, Marvin Harrison Jr. again had 102 yards and two two touchdowns. Uh, he's just a monster. To me though, the big the big uh, the big one was Cade Stover. Cade Stover, big big man. Uh, what is he? I think he's six four two fifty five. Came in as a defensive end and has since switched to tight end. And he, um, as I'll tell you here in a few minutes as well, he, he had himself a game. He didn't score a touchdown, but he had he had uh, 83 yards, and he was somehow getting behind the defense fairly well. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba did come in and, and catch a few balls as did Julian Fleming, but they were kind of in and out pretty quick. They you know there's no point in no point in getting them hurt. Julian Fleming actually did have two touchdowns in his limited action though, so you know pretty good for him. Uh, in terms of the defense, I believe they got their first. I think it was their first uh, uh, turnover of the year. They threw a pick, uh, which which was uh, good for the defense. Defense really needed, um, uh, you know, a turnover at that point. So uh, they roll seventy seven twenty one, and then we're on to Big Ten play. And this happened um, on the twenty fourth. So today's Sunday, the twenty fifth. Happened yesterday. Against Wisconsin, Wisconsin's coming in. You never really know what you're going to get from Wisconsin, right? Um, they are kind of in the middle of like this weird thing where, I don't know, they have a really good running back, but everything else is really suspect at that point. Um, Graham Mertz didn't even break 100 yards uh, through the air. Um, and then um, their, their running back, uh, Braylon Allen, really didn't do much until the fourth quarter when the second and third Buckeye – uh, defense was in, and then he busted off a 75-yarder, and so it kind of ballooned his stats up to 165 yards. So really didn't do much uh, at all that mattered, which is which is fine by me. Um, C.J. Stroud, 17 for 27, 281, five touchdowns and a pick. He did throw his first interception of the year. It was a really really good interception uh, by the defense, but the it was just not a if I remember right, it was not a good throw at all. He he had some issues. Um, uh, this night overthrowing some of his receivers got Cade Stover uh, just blasted and uh, he came down hard and it just did not look well and then there was a couple other times where he left his kind of he left his receivers out to dry so gotta you know hopefully he gets that under control here soon but uh, in the rush game Travion Henderson had 121 yards no touchdowns Mayan Williams 101 yards and two touchdowns um Dallin Hayden came in, uh, had a couple of rushes, and, and really no, not much to speak of after that. 
uh, the receiving only four receivers caught balls all night. And Mecca Mbuka had 118 yards, two touchdowns. Julian Fleming had a touchdown. Cade Stover had two touchdowns. Cade Stover had himself uh, a pretty solid two weeks. Uh, he had never caught a touchdown in college up until uh, last night. So he did really, really well. Uh, Marvin Harrison actually only had three for 45. I think he went out at one point. Maybe he maybe he got hurt uh, for, for a little hot second there, but he was back come the second half. So um, speaking of Marvin Harrison – the kid wore an Apple Watch and had Louis Vuitton Nikes. Enough said, right? When your dad's a Hall of Famer, I think you can do whatever <laughs> whatever the hell you want, right? Um, I'm fine with that. So uh, they did good. Like I said, only four guys caught balls. This is Big Ten, Big Ten, um, uh, you know, Big Ten games now. So the bench probably will get a little shorter. Um, Buckeyes won 52 to 21. By the way, so I would I was thinking maybe some more guys would get in there, but they really they really didn't. Um, I mean, at some point you have to keep the ones in to me and uh, and just let them let them work through some things. I'd be I I want them to do that on offense. I or I'm sorry, defense. I know what the offense is about, right? I know what the offense is about. I want that defense. The defense has played really well, but at the same time, like I want them to continue to get better. I want I want the ones that just stay out there and just keep keep doing their thing so uh defense uh pretty well Tom, tommy eichenberg had 14 tackles he was definitely the player of the game in most people's eyes he had 14 tackles seven tolo uh solos and two two tfls he was all over the he was all over the place um i believe was it McAllister? i think yeah McAllister uh went out and got an interception um yeah, Tanner McAllister. He was the tra- transfer from Oklahoma State. Came over with uh, with Jim Knowles, so he went out and it was a big turnover too because it was, I, I believe, it was uh, Wisconsin's first drive, and uh, he threw a pick and returned it back, and then we scored a couple seconds later. So you go up fourteen nothing in three minutes. Uh, you know that's always a that's always a backbreaker. So it's um you got to be careful, <laughs> especially when you're dealing with an offense like the Buckeyes, right? You got to do your thing. So. Uh, Buckeyes 4-0, still ranked number three. Um, next week, uh, Rutgers is coming to town, I believe. Um, yeah, Rutgers. They are 3-1. and one. I haven't looked at their schedule. I don't know who they're playing, but, I mean, it is Rutgers uh, at 3.30 on Big Ten Network. Buckeyes are 41-point favorites against Rutgers. Um, so big Big underdogs for Rutgers. Uh, they really have never put up a fight against Ohio State as long as they've been in the Big Ten. Uh, but the Buckeyes really need to get um, get up on Rutgers big and uh, keep guys healthy. As far as I know, I know Jackson Smith and Jigba put out a tweet today. It didn't sound like he was coming back anytime soon. So um, they need to continue to, to do their thing with these young, young receivers, Julian Fleming and Marvin Harrison Jr., Cade Stover. Everybody needs to chip in. With it, with missing uh, JSN, so um, yeah, Rutgers next week, and then get ready for going to Michigan State. Now, Michigan State is not good right now; they are just absolutely not good. But going to Michigan State is always a chore for Ohio State. Don't know what it is about going into that freaking place, but um, handle your business against Rutgers, and then go up to Michigan State and, and thump them like they did last week, so or last year. So. I'm fine with that. I hope they do it, and um, you know we need to put a hurting on on anytime you can beat a team from up north. Uh, Sparty definitely deserves to get 
their butts cracked every single time you play them. They just they've broken the hearts of way too many Buckeye fans over the last 25 years. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's get on to you know Rutgers next week and do their thing. So uh, right now after four games, hard to believe we're at, we're already four games into the season here, but um, four games. C.J. Stroud, 79 for 112, 1,222 yards passing. Uh, his long is 51. He really hasn't gone long a lot this year at all, maybe one or two cracks down the field, but that's about it. Uh, he has 16 touchdowns and a uh, single interception after four weeks. So he's on pace for well over 50 touchdowns for the season and just four picks. <laughs> he continues that and it's going to be a very uh it's going to be a very good year for for the Buckeyes. He's only taken two sacks, which to me is huge. That means his his offensive line is definitely uh doing their job. I I expected him to take more sacks against Notre Dame for sure, but it you know, just didn't happen. So um on the rec- on the I'm sorry, the rushing end, uh, uh Travion Henderson has 318 yards and three touchdowns with a 41-yard long. And Mayan Williams has 308 yards and three touchdowns with a 25-yard long. So they're they're both basically 50-50 in terms of um, in terms of carries. Um, but his long is only 25. So they really haven't really like got a long one hit the home run yet. Um, Dallin Hayden has a 45-yard long, and TC Caffey the 49-yard weird play that happened against. Uh, Toledo at 49 yards. So, yeah, they need to uh, they need to get some home runs going. Uh, Henderson can do it. Mayan Williams can do it. They need, they both need to to you know start hitting them holes and and doing their thing and and get behind the uh, get behind that second level and you know they're gone. So, on the receiving end, Emeka Mbuka through four games has 26 receptions for 442 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, that's a hundred reception pace. Right? Um, no, you know what? I'm wrong. That's uh, it's about 75 ish. So, um, but still, that's a lot. <laughs> 75 yards, um, the long there, and then uh, five touchdowns. Marvin Harrison Jr. 387 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, Kate Stover has 188 yards and two touchdowns, and then um, Ballard has 127 yards. So, they they got a couple guys that have caught some got you know caught some balls there, but uh, definitely you can see where Emeka Mbuka and Marvin Harrison Jr. are the two wide receivers that are going to be getting all the balls, and then with the emergence of Cade Stover being just an absolute man, uh, I, that's gonna to me that's gonna open those guys up even more because now you got to worry about Cade Stover, <laughs> and uh, it's hard to tackle that. He's he's 255 pounds. He's a big kid, so it's gonna be hard to tackle him. And then, you know, just Jackson Smith and Jigba, just get healthy, little man. Uh, <laughs> do you gotta get out there and uh, so we you know get that get that hamstring healthy so we can uh, see you down the stretch. So I'd rather see him healthy against. Um, you know, Michigan's and Penn State's and all those guys instead of just running them out there against Toledo's and Arkansas State's. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's your Buckeye update so far. Through four games, uh, 4-0, again, really not a test yet. I, I don't want to say the Notre Dame game was a test. Um, you know, they, Notre Dame only had 73 yards, I believe it was, in the second half. So the defense clamped down. The defense is just miles ahead of where they were last year even or the last couple of years really but 
hoping Jim Knowles keeps those guys rocking and rolling and, um, you know, and, and, and just keep going, <laughs> get better and better and better and better. That's all I want to see. Um, you know, Buckeye fans, we, we tend to, you know, we're spoiled. There's no doubt about it. Right. Who cares? Well, I'll, I'll say it. Um, we're not used to losing. I mean, my, my, I'm one losing season is all I've ever managed to to go through as a Buckeye fan. And that was recently 10 years ago. So, or 11 years ago. So I I don't like to lose (laughs) and I don't, I don't want my teams to lose. So, uh, just going over the rankings real quick, the updated rankings, um, Georgia still number one. They got 55 first place votes in the AP, uh, Alabama followed by Ohio state. They both got four first place votes. So, um, it looks like they're both kind of, you know, drilling into uh, Georgia's lead there a little bit. Uh, Michigan, number four, and then Clemson rounding out the top five. Clemson got taken to overtime by Wake Forest. And I don't know how Georgia managed to stay number one. They they played Kent State at home, gave up 22 points to Kent State at home, and only score, only scored 39 points. They won by 17 points. I think they were favored by, oh, I think, 50. If that was, and I hate to be this guy, but if that was Ohio State, they would have dropped them out of the top five and probably banned them from ever playing college football again. Um, that, that's how, that's how uh, it just it drives me nuts when that happens. And, and, and honestly, it's going to get worse for the Big Ten. I mean, they pretty much shut ESPN out. They don't want anything to do with ESPN. With that massive new TV contract, um, it's only going to get worse. You're gonna you're gonna see ESPN just blasting the Big Ten any chance they get, and it really sucks. But we've been through it uh, before. You know, ten, twelve years ago when the whole Tat Five thing happened, ESPN sued Ohio State for God's sakes. Uh, so they don't like us. They've never liked us, and and really, I don't care. So um, I, I I embrace the hate from all realms, whether it be the media, the fans. Um, even some in our own fan base just act really, really weird when it comes to the Buckeyes sometimes. So I'm fine with that. I really don't care. Buckeyes are 4-0 on the Rutgers. And um, I will uh, try to update you guys here in a little while, uh, a couple weeks with, with another Buckeye update. And uh, hopefully uh, by the time you guys hear from me again, it'll be 6 7 8 no. And moving on to the next, um, you know, next tier of teams. Like I said, we got – you know Michigan and Penn State and Michigan uh, coming up and it's it's on it's on every week. Just Ryan Day has these guys getting better and better every week, and uh, with CJ on his trajectory, it's looking pretty bad for the rest of the Big Ten. So um, that's all I got. I just want to hit you guys uh, something real quick with the Buckeyes and and uh, hopefully um, there are no hiccups. We can't have any hiccups. This 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 year has to be a year. That the Buckeyes take it, uh, take it deep into the uh, you know first step, win every game. Second step, beat Michigan. Third step, win the Big Ten title, and then make it to the playoffs. And then anything can happen, just like we saw in 2014. So uh, that's all I have. I will uh, update you guys later, and uh, be sure to look out on the Six One Four and Beyond uh, podcast Twitter account. It's at Six One Four and Beyond Pod. I am at fire the cannon on twitter it's at f1re the cannon and don't forget to follow last choice net as well so i look forward to uh talking to you guys again and uh take it easy
O-H. 